Hello, and welcome back to Rorschach, Your Reality. This is Hannah. If you've been listening in, you know I've been super excited about essential questions and the things that we're constantly asking ourselves, the question that's rolling through our mind, and how it impacts our lives and the way that we actually act out our everyday realities. So if you haven't heard episode two, I really start talking about it there. Otherwise, feel free to jump in. And as always, I really want to know what you think at the end. Uh, So definitely shoot me a comment or an email or find a way to connect with me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me here today and listening in. If you did not get anything I was saying about conflict, that means you're probably so good at managing it. But if you are right there with me, I would love to hear how reframing your essential question maybe could help with the way that you handle conflict or the way that you act in your day-to-day life. So find me on the web, www.rorschachyourreality.com on Instagram at Rorschach Your Reality or on Facebook with the same name. Rorschach is spelled R-O-R-S-C-H-A-C-H. If you Google Rorschach, it's about all that comes up because it's connected to the inkblot test. Thank you so much. If you were with me last week, Um, I talked a little bit about the whole primary question situation. Um, And I was sharing that my primary question seems to be super connected to like what do people think of me? What will people think of this? How will this be perceived? All those really fun things that obviously just send you out into the world with a real spring in your step. And I had mentioned that I, the idea of the primary question was something I had seen on a Tony Robbins video. um, And the concept kind of stuck with me. And I'll be honest, I have not like researched the true Tony Robbins method of determining your primary question and then doing something about it. It was just referenced. I thought it was a really cool idea. He talked about how your primary question is often subconsciously rolling around your mind. It influences how you think, and how you think influences how you act and what you do. Okay, Uh, So you can imagine that if I'm constantly like pondering somewhere, even if it's subconscious or just sitting in the back of my mind, um, wondering what people will think or how something will be perceived, it makes me doubt myself. It, like I tend to (laughs) assume that they will perceive it negatively. or be negative about it, and so it makes me negative about whatever it was I was considering doing or saying or putting out there in the world. And it makes me just kind of second guess myself. I turn into kind of a silencer, a minimizer. I get very hesitant. I get very hesitant to take up space or kind of put myself out there because I do have these concerns that I perceive to be legitimate um, about what people are thinking. So again, my own little personal journey here has just been considering how could I change this kind of internal primary question to be something that would be empowering and make me feel good or have a more positive mindset and lead me to do more positive things. So instead of minimizing, I'm stepping out boldly. I'm taking up space in the world in a positive, uh, confident way and not just, you know, kind of sitting back um, 
worrying, stressing, feeling fearful, um, stopping myself from doing the things that I want to do because, you know, heaven forbid, Aunt Sally might think it's strange. Uh, So I've been playing with that. And of course, I mean, there's all sorts of great options, especially when you are intentionally thinking about it. Because when I intentionally think about or when I hear myself say out loud, I think the question floating in my brain is what will people think of me? I hate that for myself. I 100% do not want to be someone who is super hung up on what other people are thinking about them, stressing about what other people are thinking about them, um, and like living my life as if that's what matters. So been playing with it. I think the question that I'm on to, that I'm kind of liking and really trying to implement, um, is the question of, Um, how will this empower and enlighten, right? So if I'm in a room or in a meeting or at an interview or meeting someone new, and I tend to have like a difficult time in social situations. So basically, if there's other people involved and it's a social situation, um, instead of sitting there and thinking like, oh, I want to say this or I want to do this, but what will people think? If I have something I want to say or contribute or do or wear or whatever, um, trying to ask myself, how does this empower and enlighten? And it could be that it empowers or enlightens me, right? Like, oh, wearing that super bright shirt or that funky hat or saying this thing that's kind of off the wall, but it really makes sense in my mind and I think is a cool perspective, Or saying like, no thanks, I don't want to do that. Or I don't think that's funny. Or, you know, whatever it is. I don't care what people think of it. I want to know, is someone empowered by it? And if I'm empowered by it, and it's not hurting anyone else, then why wouldn't I go for it? Um, And if I think someone else would be empowered by it, of course I want to go for it. Um, you know, so there's empowerment and then that enlightening. Is it maybe shedding new light or helping someone understand something different or see something different or helping me live out a different understanding um, of maybe who I am versus who I've been? Um, and so for me, those two words are meaningful words um, that just when I hear them, when I think about me being someone who's empowered or enlightened, they make me feel really good. It puts me in just a positive space. And I feel like even though this is a newer thing for me, that it's helping me. It's helping me view myself differently. Uh, it's helping me have a more positive mindset. Um, and it's giving me kind of the confidence or the courage to present myself differently and to take up more space and to be kind of more engaged in my world as the person I want to be and not as the person I'm making myself be to avoid having you think something about me that I don't like or that is stressful to me. So really big about that. I also think that's the question, right? And again, my question is how does this empower or enlighten? So I also think that's a question that could be really helpful when it comes to dealing with or managing conflict, right? I am a conflict struggler. If there is a way to pretend there's not conflict, avoid conflict, walk away from conflict, hide conflict under the rug, or otherwise just try to wait it out until one of us dies and that it doesn't have to be a thing anymore, I am there for it, 
right? That's just kind of my natural tendency. But someone that's coming from when you're in a headset of what or a mindset of what is someone else thinking? How are they perceiving this? How are they going to respond to this? you're kind of creating this constant sense of stress. And when you're under this extreme stress that you're like putting on yourself, so like your nervous system is almost always on the verge of like fight or flight, freaking out, survival mode, because I mean, newsflash, there's so many people. If your concern is what people are thinking, like there's always going to be someone, you know, there's just a lot of people out there. So trying to get myself out of that headset when I'm walking into conflict, right? So if there's conflict, it's because something has already happened that is an issue or a problem or is going to become an issue or a problem. Somebody's already been offended or hurt. Somebody is already unhappy with how something's going. Um, And so my normal kind of way of handling that would be to do everything in my power to fix it so that it doesn't have to be like an actual conversation about the actual conflict, right? So if I can make myself smaller, if I can adapt to you, if I can appease you, um, if I can somehow, you know, do something with my voice or um, my way of being in the world that will make it go away, I will do that with no thought of how I can honor myself or honor my voice or be who I am um, and kind of live in my own truth or have some sense of power or autonomy in my life, right? Um, It's kind of turns into how can I please you? How can I satisfy you? How can I make this go away? Which in one hand is great because I have very little explicit content in my or conflict in my life. But what I find is you end up with a lot of underlying implicit conflicts in your life. And it starts to feel like you're managing 500 like underground conflicts that could rise up at like any time. Right. Because they've never like truly been fixed or addressed or dealt with. You have just done everything you can to push them down. And now whose responsibility is it to keep them pushed down and to keep them from coming back up and to like constantly monitor and manage them? Well, it's mine because I apparently put myself in charge of it and now I'm like stuck with it, right? And somebody has to deal with it is kind of the message that I tell myself when in reality, when the conflict arises, if I was willing to like meet it and have that hard moment or hard moments um, of really just being in it and experiencing it and having conversation, dialogue, dealing with it, even if that means that it's rough or people are upset or it can feel hurtful in the moment, then it's something you can walk away from and not something that you become essentially a lifetime manager of right? Because a lot of times the conflicts that we feel the most pressured to like respond to and minimize and, and really, you know, kind of fix by squashing down and not dealing with them are conflicts connected to people that we are close to. So that could be your parents, your siblings, your grandparents, your spouse, your in-laws, your children, Um, right? They don't tend to be like, oh, my conflict with the grocery store cashier that's just lived with me for years. Um, No, like these are conflicts with people that you constantly deal with, probably at least once a year on the holidays, hopefully more if you have maintained relationships with them. 
So what I'm trying to do is use this question, this internal question. And if I can change it to how does this empower and enlighten myself or others, I think that I can carry that into a conflict with me and have more confidence in dealing with the issue if I see it as something that could potentially empower someone or enlighten someone, right? So on the empowerment side, part of that is me not having to minimize myself, make myself tiny, silence my voice, become whoever you want me to become, regardless of whether that's a good fit for who I actually am as a human, and just say, stop, I need to be able to talk about this, and I don't want to push this down and then find myself having to conceal it and manage it and deal with it for the next 25 years of our lives because I couldn't just talk to you about it. So that's really empowering for me. And with some people, the conversation you're bringing up, this is not just a conflict piece that's between you and them. Um, Sometimes there are things that people do, and this can be true of you and other people, that create conflict for them in multiple areas of their life. And again, like I have those things within myself, um, but I also know that I deal with people where I might kind of minimize myself and silence an issue, but I know that that point of conflict between us is a point of conflict that they're experiencing in their professional life or in other relationships. And like people just don't want to say anything and don't want to deal with it and just ignore it or adapt to it or kind of break off the relationship. So it can be really empowering to another person to have you honestly, genuinely, kindly share with them what the potential issue may be. Um, and hopefully if you're, if, if they're giving you feedback, uh, that's maybe pointing that out in your life, you can find that as empowering for yourself also, right? And then that whole enlightening piece, seriously, the people that I have dealt with conflict in my life with are people that I feel like I have developed really close relationships with. Um, an example would be my husband. He is a very direct person. Um, he deals with conflict and it drives him crazy when things get kind of pushed under the rug. Um, he doesn't like the whole passive aggressive situation, which is really unfortunate because it is, <laughs> I could get a gold star for passive aggressiveness and he just doesn't appreciate it. Um, and so I'm, my relationship with my husband is really strong and we're really close and really honest with each other. And I feel like part of that comes from the fact that we have always addressed conflict and we don't hide things under the rug and we don't pretend things aren't happening. And that's not to say that it's perfect or we don't have issues because it's not perfect and we do have issues. Um, But it is to say that he is someone that I feel that I've honestly addressed conflict with And I think that it has strongly contributed to the level of closeness that I feel with him. And I could point to that in multiple relationships in my life, having the strength to have spoken up or just say, that's not working for me, or that's not healthy for me, or I feel like we need to put this on the table, is an enlightening, empowering thing that really has improved my relationships. And I think that I... Even knowing that, I hesitate to do it and I experience a lot of stress about it because there's 100% that whole issue of what are people thinking, how will this be perceived, what is going to happen, the great unknown of like how are they going to respond to this, what are they going to say, what are they going to do, you know, 
it just overwhelms me. And so I haven't had a huge chance to practice the conflict part of using this new primary question. Um, I definitely feel like (sighs) kind of clearing my mind before I walk into an interview or a discovery call or a new social situation and asking myself, how can this situation empower and enlighten myself and others? really helps clear my mind and get me excited about what I'm about to contribute versus like shutting me down and making me scared where it's like I'm going to say the least amount possible and just like back away and hope that it goes okay. Um, So definitely working on that part of my life I feel like and um, as I have more opportunities to kind of practice it in a conflict situation I look forward to uh, maybe sharing that with you guys. If you're, you know, light years ahead of me and you're maybe just listening to be gracious, um, I would love if you shared, um, you know, hey, have you rewritten your primary question and use it to help solve conflict? Um, And if not, I would love if you shared with me some of the the primary questions that you're rewriting for yourself. Um, How do you want to be thinking as you go out into the world what do you want to be on your mind because what's on your mind is going to influence what you do and what you do is how you form relationships and make the life that you want to be living as always i appreciate you so much for taking the time to listen and of course i want to hear from you i want to know what your primary question is i want to know if you've ever tried to change it Yeah.